Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of a live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me on Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Eric Lampere. Eric, hello. Hello. Hello, Nathan. How are you? I'm good, and I can see you're very well. I've, I've, I've broken my rule again. I broke it yesterday with Callie, and I'm breaking it again with you, but I thought, I have to break it with you. I haven't seen you for ages, and thank God I did, because you're looking beautiful, although you've just told me that's Thanks, a wig. Man. But I was, I, was, I, was, I was looking at your whole face as well. You've got a beautiful tosh. Ah, well, is that a wig? Is that a wig tosh? That is a real tash. But yeah, nice. It's, uh, it's only going to be here for a couple of days. I'm just filming a few sketches. Yeah. Um, I think I'm having a really good time. Actually, well, you'll enjoy this. This is straight into psychology. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm having an identity crisis. However, I'm not sure if self-diagnosing is wise, especially if, you know, if I'm having an identity crisis, then I am not self, am I? So already that's <laughs> a quite confusing uh, little paradox that I'm having. Right. Uh, but uh, as an exploration for an actor, I'm having a great time. And, mm. and I guess that uh, it feels like, not always, but it feels like almost every single day is a new possible challenge or a new thing to learn. Uh, I feel like I'm looking at the world now through different lenses mm. and therefore everything that I ingest is new data, mm. uh, which means that I'm, I sort of feel like I'm updating Eric every day. And it's quite challenging because sometimes I'll, I'll leave who I feel is what I am and then I'll return with new information and then I have to choose whether that's what, I want for my identity or not mm. and it, it's just this amazingly wonderful cosmic soup <laughs> nonsense that I'm trying to navigate um, so, so you're leaving who you are what at various points in the day is that just started to happen or uh, you don't so, have to talk about it more but it's just obviously interesting it's just uh, it's honestly it's a personally it's a pleasure to talk about it because um, knowing that you're in the arts and that you have uh, a depth of knowledge in psychology allows mm. me to sort of trust my journey with you. When, for example, I've been perplexed about whether to go to a therapist or not, because mm. there is an element of me that understands that potentially I am mentally ill. Uh, and at the same time, 
the experiences that I'm having are not only the result of the things that have happened to me and therefore how can you say that I'm ill when I'm just the result of what I am uh, and at the same time I find it challenging to talk to a doctor or therapist about my problems if I think that they don't, they don't know me mm. so like when I went to the psychiatric hospital last year uh, I had a 10 minute chat with the doctor and I'm sure that, you know, there was maybe security cameras and maybe there was more data imbibed by him, but you know, I was prescribed medicine and I chose not to take it. So that is uh, my current journey is uh, dealing with post trauma, I guess, like a sort of traumatic event without medicine. Mm. Uh, did you, did, did you distrust him then based on that 10 minute conversation that you thought he'd made that decision too quickly? Well, no, I mean, the challenge is that, like, uh, when I went to the psychiatric hospital, I experienced something that was so extraordinary and terrifyingly beautiful uh, that I didn't have the words to describe it. And I was worried that if I said the truth about what I experienced, that uh, I would be deemed as crazy. The fun challenge that I'm experiencing is a year later, the question of whether I'm crazy or not hasn't necessarily gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time, I'm trying to find balance in that world without medicine. And yeah. yet, I've, this... I've, smoked, I've smoked weed as well. So there's okay. no right. so it's, uh, Yeah, it's, well, that can, that can exacerbate issues as i'm sure you know, I'm sure you know. <laughs> it can make you feel better as well so you know pluses and minuses to it but with this episode you were, you're talking about is this what we would we discussed on the main episode of psychology yeah um, yeah yeah so i guess that'll be a fun one for your listeners to go back on <laughs> yeah uh, but but what has been fun since then is i've been collecting all the data in uh, a book so i'm understanding that i'm a storyteller and I understand that I'm not a scientist, nor am I a doctor. Mm. But if I am a patient, I guess what I wanted to do was write the story down as honestly as possible mm. so that I actually could get a better diagnosis. Like I'm 33 now and I'm trying to go through my entire life's worth of data to see what kind of mistakes I've made. And along the way you go, oh, well, some of those mistakes are terrible but they were done as a kid so you go oh well you were a kid so it's all right mm. but is it right well this is what we talked about this is what we talked about last time isn't it you going back and yeah listen back oh, on I, I, don't, I don't even remember what i told you <laughs> yeah yeah you... but here's here's an interesting challenge uh, uh does one make amends with every single thing that they did in the past even if there was a lack of control and then you enter the world of what what is control and does anyone have any really I really, I really don't think so, Eric. You know, I don't, God, I mean, stuff you did as a, as a kid or an older kid, it's like people change and you wouldn't do that stuff now and you can't, you can't well, beat you yourself that, up well, about. Here, but here's the, here's, the, here's the actually more challenging world and landscape that I've entered. So not mm. only are we now in pandemic times mm. and uh, everyone will be dealing with it in a very different way, especially from their socioeconomic uh, standpoint. I live in America, uh, specifically East LA, and uh, supposedly 
gun sales have gone up in my neighborhood. Mm. Now, uh, one of my housemates said that gun sales go up in America every time something bad happens, right? So for them, they're used to it. But for me, it was a brand new uh, landscape to navigate. That all of a sudden has challenged me because I noticed myself potentially pumping up my uh, survival instinct, if you like. Like, mm. what would I have to do to protect myself? And, 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 and the thing is, it's like, you know, like, and then you'd get a beautiful musical out of it. Like, for example, Les Mis. <laughs> Les Mis happened because uh, Jean Valjean stole a loaf of bread to feed his sister and her daughter, right? And then, boom, a whole bloody musical happened <laughs> thanks to his crime. You know, some great art will come out of this. And you were talking about doing artistically you know doing stuff you know i don't know whether you are creatively inspired at the moment oh like i've been edit i've been making some really fun videos uh on my youtube channel like you know hmm. what, i'm gonna plug it on my youtube channel please do please do yeah um, what's your youtube channel what's the well it's just it's just my name eric lampere okay but cool. uh it's both it's actually a psychological exploration through uh which is what art is anyway isn't it but there was something you said right at the top which is you know i think you're being I think you're being really, really hard on yourself. And this comes from a perspective of somebody that's been through a lot of therapy and somebody that understands, I think, you know, understands their own mind. Something you said right at the top, which was, why would I go to a, why would I go to a therapist now? Why would, why would I go to a doctor when this is just based on things that have happened to me in the past? And my goodness, you know, we talked at length in the main episode about what's happened to you in the past absolutely you can look back on what you went through as a kid and think well these are the reasons and that doesn't uh, you know that doesn't mean you can't go and seek help now and talk to people and there's an additional side to that which is you have got a lot of things going on you are you are ripe if uh, you don't mind me saying so for talking to people and talking these issues out with people and i think it's very helpful for people because a lot of people who are going through less than you but maybe only, a little, maybe only a little bit less, they too don't want to talk to therapists at the moment because of this global pandemic. They think right. it has to be of sufficient importance. It has to be that I'm just about to go out and kill people before I have to talk to a therapist. No, right. you should talk to a therapist. Other people should talk to a therapist. We should, we should all be talking in this way because otherwise, as you say, it's going to be bottling up and you're going to be down that gun store or something, you know? I hate to say that yeah, in a flippant guess, way, but of course you're not. But you know, you, you certainly don't want to bottle it up. And um, well, you don't want to bottle you don't want to bottle it up. But at the same time, there is uh, the fear of the consequences, and uh, I and that's I guess in a way that's one of the reasons why I am trying my best to explore all the good and bad that I've done in mm. order to potentially inspire others to release themselves from. Uh, the guilt or shame that they're holding on to mm. uh, but yeah it's a bumpy ride um, mm. and you know there's there's for example there's there's telling the truth and then there's keeping some stuff to yourself is keeping mm. some stuff to yourself uh a form of lying or is it actually just a form of self-preservation um did you yes. do you fear then do you genuinely fear that uh the mental health professionals would you know, if you told the whole truth that they, you know, do, do, do you fear telling no, the whole actually, truth? To them? Well, strangely, not strangely, beautifully and wonderfully, the experience I had at the psychiatric hospital was wonderful. Mm. It was genuinely wonderful. Uh, I guess my problem was that uh, in America, 
uh, healthcare is a business, while it seems like in Europe it isn't. So there's there's certain things I understand maybe that are beneficial. But for mm. example, right now, I don't technically have the money to have healthcare. So I don't have healthcare in America. Mm. That amps up my fear, that amps up my anxieties for any potential um, scenario that's ahead that I can't predict. Mm. My hope, for example, moving forward is that I, I move forward with compassion and kindness and understand that we all have our flaws, etc., etc. But what if shit man what if you end up catching me on a bad day and and i say something that upsets you or yeah and but do you fear these you know when you say someone else coming out and that's what you mentioned at the top do you fear that they're going to come do they come out then for a prolonged period of time or do you just fear that they're going to come out and then you'd have to immediately apologize for what that other person in inverted commas said or well, it's, I guess it's that, yeah, right now, I feel like I've been split in a few different personalities. I mean, again, this is self-diagnosis. This is not, well, this is also based on what my housemate said. Yeah. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's an interesting road that I feel I'm navigating that in a way we're all navigating, right? Mm. Is, you say, it's been hard. It's been hard doing comedy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you say you're navigating this, and it's very complex, obviously. And it, but do you feel like you're navigating it alone? Because you certainly don't have to navigate it alone. You know, you. I mean, obviously, the American system of health is horrible in terms of money. Um, but you know that this kind of um, help and counselling is available. Do you not uh, online for free more than ever? You know, it's uh, more than ever you can talk to mental health professionals for free um, online. And I can certainly put in touch with the uh, counselling partners that do that. But there's plenty of others. And I don't know whether that's happening in America. But do you feel like you're navigating it alone or you want to navigate it alone? Gratefully, no. Uh, But I guess that um, me even realising that I'm navigating such a new world... uh, no, I don't feel like I'm alone, but I understand that it's a much more complex world and therefore it's kind of like, it's Alice in Wonderland. It's like at the beginning, it's a little bit scary. Mm. What bloody hell is all of this? Mm. So, um, Who are you that, navigating it with then? I mean, do you have loved ones around you? You, you talk about flatmates. No, you, you're, so, staying, you're, you're staying with flatmates, are you, at the moment? Yeah, I'm staying with flatmates, mm. but, you know, I guess, you know, when I was at university in my early 20s, you know, we're all like, hey, we're all having a good time discovering ourselves. Yeah. And then in my 30s, after a broken heart, you're like, hey, don't get too close because my heart just got broken. <laughs> you know, so it's, um, it's quite hard to like let uh, people in. Also, and this is just based on me just doing as much research as I can. Um, I recently read something or saw something uh, about the me versus sort of them um, sentiment or or whatever. Mm. And I very grateful that I sort of feel like I'm a human on earth. I, you know, I, yeah, I was born in France, but I lived in a few different countries and stuff like that. So I'm grateful that I have a sort of bigger picture of, of the earth and of, of humanity. Grateful for that. Um, but I guess from, from the age of 15, you know, the separation of me from parents 
um, was so challenging that I, it's only recently I realized, fuck man, have I had a me versus everybody mentality because of survival? Like maybe at a sort of more subconscious level that is only now being unearthed. With the, um, you know, you say you're not navigating this alone. If you don't mind me asking, who, who is helping you? Who are you navigating <laughs> this with? There's lots of people that would love you like I do. I want to help. I want to help you. I want to, who are you? You know, you, you mentioned this me versus us um, scenario and coming from what you went through uh, with your parents. And as we say, listen back on the main episode if you want the whole history of Eric. But um, if, you know, I can, I could sense why there would be a me versus us or maybe, maybe a, um, a, a uh, what's the word a, not an inability to ask for help but maybe an, 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 an inability to ask for help Actually, who yeah who who is helping you right now you know well, so, so for example i've um i've had a few friends uh offer for example to send me money if i needed it mm. so that feels that feels really wonderful to actually uh believe them mm. believe them and actually I now feel like I could, um, which, you know, it took me a while to like actually be able to ask for financial help. Um, but then you enter the world of like, how is it their responsibility to help me financially? I should be able to do that. So, so then it's fun because there's an element of me that wants to work out how to get myself out of my financial situations Mm. Uh, then you're entering the whole pride thing. Like at, at what point uh, is, is it too much um, for me again, to cope? Again, you're being really hard on yourself, I think. As an artist, we're all asking for help at this time. You know, we can't work. Uh, there are, virtually every artist is asking for help at this time unless they've got a lot of money in the bank from, you know, recent successes. You know, it's, uh, it's happening to but, us all. But I think it's all right, honestly. I think it, sometimes, you know, the universe... Uh, works out in people's favors sometimes it doesn't oh. and uh, and surely that's normal for everybody on some days it's just a bit shit and some days you know we get lucky uh, it, it is but it's important when it is those bad days to seek help and you say you've you know people have offered you money but have they offered you mental health help you know well okay so if i'm honest i've been chatting with I've actually been reconnecting with people way, way more in the last year than I have uh, actually my whole life. You know, I was very much, I very much went from one environment to another. I was never really happy in the present moment. Now I've realized, oh my God, there was friends bloody everywhere. Mm. I just wasn't really awake. I wasn't really here. Mm. So I've been reconnecting with a lot of friends and that's felt really good. Um, but I guess what, I, what is lacking potentially for everybody during the pandemic or certainly everybody that's kind of alone is mm. a physical, physical touch mm. and not just sexual, although sexual is always wonderful, <laughs> um, but just a, a bloody hug, like a hug yeah. from someone that you actually care. That yep. is very much lacking and mm. I can feel it. I can feel it. Like it's, it's quite, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. And we're all, most of us, a lot of us are going through that right now. I just need a hug. Yes, sex as well. <laughs> I need some sex as well. But, um, a hug is what a lot of people need from their friends, from their family. And it sounds like, yeah, 
But his, his you need a hug. But you also need more than that. You do do do, do you recognise you need you know it would be good for you to have more than that it would be good for you to have these discussions with a mental health professional and i'll you know i'll tell you right now if you want one our counseling partners at thread up you know who we partner yeah. with you know you just go on their twitter uh, at uh, you know if you don't want to take this up then i advertise this on this podcast anyway you go on their twitter at thread up underscore they're offering 20 minute check-ins which i'm sure uh, i think they're allocating an hour so if they don't have anyone else in that hour maybe they'll give you the whole hour for free right. you know go to anyone whether it's you or anyone else go to the twitter at thread up um underscore and um people are offering free it's good to talk man you know that you know i do uh and i think you look reticent I... you look reticent again you know you do you like okay so yes yes and no what what i've promised myself is that i want to finish this book that i'm writing at the moment mm. and uh i'm almost there and it'll the first draft will be pretty much finished and it's it's a book on the experience that i went through what i'll do after that is i'll take a break and get some help and mm. then go back to like do a second draft with a sort of more updated um knowledge if you like Mm. But I guess, and this is not fair on the therapist, but you know, when you when you when you meet a therapist, they meet you for the first time. Mm. And this is this is my challenge: is I come with cause and effect. Mm. I'm not just am I am I just am I really just the me that that is me now, or am no. I the me me plus all the data before? Of and course so, not. And you go right back to therapists, of course, are the experts in that. And they'll know it goes right back to when you were a baby, you know, the first right, day, so I, the so first week, the first two months, when it clearly things weren't your fault. You know, that's what a therapist understands more than anyone. So that's what I want to do is I want to write that. So then they have the data to mm. make a more astute observation. Okay. So you want to write the book and then actually give that to a therapist? Yeah, I've got like a, one of my, well, my best friends, a neuroscientist. It's not the same, but mm. certainly has been um, of value when speaking to him about my experiences. Mm. And, uh, you know, I know it's silly, but cinema and movies and TV and stuff has been a joy during this tough time because. Mm stories are also aligned with with my experiences sometimes that just knowing that there's storytellers out there with the same experiences mm. um, just makes it easier yeah if i can if, if i can make any suggestion you can take it or leave it it's like it's i would just question how long this book is going to take and i uh, i understand it from a persp from a perspective of handing that book to a therapist so that I have a complete understanding. But these guys and the guy, you know, um, the therapists at ThreadUp or whatever, they have an understanding. They will have talked to people like you before and they will care about you and they will understand it. And yes, yeah. there'll be nuances in your past, which of course not everyone will have had, but um, they will understand it. And I, you know, I was going to say, I do understand the, the fear of, um opening up fully i of course don't understand that fear and that is you know that is obviously very fundamental in what you're going through but knowing you as a friend and knowing you and looking at you right now i would say 
talk to someone now. You know, what have you got to lose? Talk to someone for that 20 minutes, for that, you know, as I say, thread up or offering these 20 minutes. And just but get to the end of 20 minutes also, and you might think differently. But also bear in mind, I mean, yes, but also bear in mind that we are talking about uh, my psychology because this is a psychomedy podcast, right? Uh, so I, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm just sort of regurgitating all the information that I've been collecting, which mm. makes me sound madder than I am. Um, if you spent a whole day with me, then you'd be like, ah, oh, he's normal. He's just an actor that's looking for work. So, <laughs> but that's my point. That's my point. I don't think that you're too far gone. I just think that like we all do at this time, it would be good to talk to somebody just for 20 minutes. I certainly but don't I guess, think but I, you. But I, but I do with friends. Yeah, but are they, are they helping you on that journey? When I asked you who's helping you, it's like money. And if you had a sore elbow, you would go to the doctor and say, can you have a look at this? It's really annoying me. Why do people yeah, okay, have this well, reticence so, about their brain? If something is happening in the brain, just talk to an expert. Well, yeah, but you know, in America, uh, if I want to be an expert of uh, hypnotherapy, I can just pay 300 bucks and they'll print me a Dr. Eric hypnotherapy things. So there is that. Now I'm not saying thread up is, is that. <laughs> yeah. and, but I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that I am just navigating my way forward carefully. You have a lot going on, a lot to unpick. And uh, as you say, if you want to unpick that in the way of writing, I think that's cool. I think that's a cool thing to do, writing it down and then maybe talking to someone in the future. You don't have to do anything. I, you know, I'm just giving you some uh, suggestions uh, that you can, uh, you can take or leave. But I tell you what, I want to read this book. I want to read this book. And that's the... If we can, um, I don't know. I don't know if you're feeling generally optimistic, but uh, as always with you, there's some great art that will come out of all of this. I do feel optimistic. Uh, and I hope that, for example, the story that I've written um, can be of use for people. Uh, I, I guess when I shared the story at, at, at the Edinburgh Fringe, a couple of people were inspired to maybe seek mental help which is why i guess i feel compelled to make sure that this story gets written one of the reasons why my priority is to write this story is it emerged from waking up and not knowing who i was i mean i woke up and this is without drugs and without anything i woke up not knowing my name my apartment i woke up and it was it felt like day one of waking up from a dream and my and the dream was the last 32 years of my life so one of the fears that I have is that I'm going to forget who I am again. Mm. And that terrifies me, which mm. means that there is a, a huge responsibility on, on me to, to write this. And as I write it, I go, you know, at the very least, it's for me. It's just for me to make sure that if I forget, I can read it again. Mm. Um, but then there's the idea that this could, I mean, this could help, you know? And so then that's the priority. It's, it's, it's writing it and it's writing it in an honest way, which means I want to go through the turbulence of, of struggling with the mental health because I potentially have the, not vocabulary, but yeah, I, I have the, the words to potentially express 
what I'm going through in a way that could be beneficial for both doctors and patients. Yeah. And by that, I mean like, it's, I'm, I'm keeping the data, I'm recording the data that may be a help for some doctors. Mm. And also I'm being very honest about the, the turbulence of, of struggling with mental health. Mm. While at the same time, understanding that it's quite challenging when people say that you're sick. So that's a, that's a truth. It's quite challenging when people go, Hey, seek help. And even though, that's correct the first the immediate reaction is 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 um why are you telling me that my identity is sick is it that my identity doesn't work for you and if that's the case who the fuck are you so that's something that i'm exploring mm. which is challenging but also honest mm. and i don't mean you as in you nathan or you anyone yeah but it's reality it's like it's like me going out there now and going up to people and going change that do this but yeah i understand it, that i understand that but it comes back to people that talk to therapists are not sick they just need to talk to somebody that actually has a maybe a greater understanding than a flatmate and a friend um and can offer some some different ways of looking at it you know no one yeah. would ever say it's sick but uh just just coming back on one thing you said if, if i may just before we close. I mean, I could talk to you all day, but so you talked about maybe that doctor that you went to see in America who gave you pills after 10 minutes. And there are things, obviously, that pills can help out on. But with what you're going through, with what a lot of us are going through, there's no immediate help. There's no pill. A cuddle might make it feel better. Sex might make it feel better. <laughs> but um, more than anything, it's just good to, it's usually good to talk it out and not navigate these things alone you know so um agreed i, I guess if i'm a little rebuttal mm. uh, I, <laughs> I didn't think I get, i'd get away with it completely but cool if, <laughs> if, <laughs> if i'm exploring uh, the hero's journey right yeah in terms of uh um evolving my acting abilities and wanting to explore the lead characters of cinema then sometimes the hero has to go off on his own or her own you know to, to explore its narrative. Yeah. Um, so, so potentially maybe that's what I'm doing. Well, that's, uh, that's fine, you know. And, I, I'm, and I may be foolish uh, and I may make mistakes along the way. Uh, and certainly, um, I do not suggest that you shouldn't take your medication. Anyone listening, I am <laughs> not a doctor. Uh, that's, that's just currently a choice that I'm making. And I'm very much open to medication in the future but i'd have to just see and i'll just see and wait see what happens mm. it's invigorating and, and always complex and always interesting and uh, talking to you but i get the feeling that i did after the last time i talked to you which was a lot of love and a lot of care for you and i just uh, hope that you're getting that from your immediate surroundings i really do I am. Uh, honestly, I, I am. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. Lots of love Thanks, to you, man. The brilliant and always fascinating Eric Lampere there. Check him out on Twitter and check out his YouTube channel, Eric Lampere. He's going to be putting out some amazing stuff, I'm sure. So I'll say it one more time. If you would like to chat to anyone, then our counselling partner, Thread Up.
uh, are there for you. So uh, contact them on Twitter at ThreadUp underscore. If you need to talk to someone at this time, if you can't afford counselling, they're offering some free counselling sessions during this uh, pandemic, during this lockdown phase. So that was our show for today. Join us again tomorrow for more Side Comedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five-star review. Thank you so much for the thousands of downloads during uh, April. It's more than ever. My goodness, thank you. Your positivity is needed more than ever. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk for those mental health tips from ThreadUp. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic, and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow.